Hi, my name is Ellie Cody, and this is Manhattan Sideways. On today's episode, I will be interviewing our very own Betsy Bober-Pallavi, the founder and undeniable backbone of Manhattan Sideways. Today, I am very excited to say that we will be talking about Betsy's new book, Walking Manhattan Sideways, which will be released later this month and can be pre-ordered today. Betsy's profound care for everything she does and everyone she meets is absolutely beyond compare, and Walking Manhattan Sideways is yet another example of this. After years of documenting the side streets, all the way from 1st to 155th Street, on her website, sideways.nyc, on this podcast and beyond, Betsy has found one more way to celebrate the businesses that make up the fabric of our favorite city. And you could have no better guide to New York than Betsy bober Pallavi. Betsy's passion for New York is staggering, but what really defines Manhattan Sideways is her love for the people she meets and the stories they carry with them. From Grandma's Place, which Betsy stumbled across while walking with her husband Paul, to Le Fagnon more than a hundred blocks away, Betsy has taken the time to get to know just about every side street business owner on the island. The book highlights 175 unique businesses from the side streets of New York with gorgeous photography and carefully crafted stories and histories that will make you feel a part of Manhattan no matter where you find yourself. I can say from personal experience that this is a community of people who will change your life. Their determination, resilience, and genuine desire to improve the lives of others carries with it the possibility for the world to be a better place, starting with New York. And Betsy is no exception. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Betsy bober Pallavi. Hi, Betsy. Welcome to your own podcast. We are talking today about a very exciting new project which is your book that you've been working on, Walking Manhattan Sideways. But first, I want to get a little history of Manhattan Sideways and how you got to this point of publishing a book. So could you tell me how you got started? Hi, Ellie. First off, please forgive my voice. Um, do the best I can, but it's a little hoarse. In answer to your question, to do the quick elevator speech, my husband and I moved back into New York City, and I had given up my book business, and all of a sudden, I was left with nothing much to do and thought I, I needed to find something that would excite me, but that also was meaningful, and I was always out walking. I loved walking and discovering, and I was always on the side streets, and one day, I said, I just want to walk all the side streets and discover every single little business that is there. So when I mentioned it to my kids, Joelle and Evan, one day, they thought this sounded really fun. And my husband said, I'll walk with you on weekends if you wait for me. But that wasn't going to happen. I couldn't wait to get started on Monday morning. But every single weekend for six years, he was out there with me. And I started on First Street and I walked to 155th from the East River to the Hudson, which is the entire Manhattan, the original Manhattan grid. And I stopped into all the different businesses and introduced myself and heard their stories and then went back again and again and brought photographers with me. And we have magnificent shots of all these businesses on our website, Manhattan Sideways, which is sideways.nyc. And then in the back of my mind, having owned a children's bookstore for 10 years, I always wanted 
this to turn into a book. Never knew exactly how that was going to happen. And my mom, who's an award-winning biographer, was always pushing me, saying it needs to be a book, it needs to be a book. And then she just said, before I die, Betsy, promise me you'll make this into a book. She will be 90 in December, and the book will be out at the end of November. So I am thrilled to say I've made my mom's dream come true, which warms my heart completely. So Walking Manhattan Sideways is dedicated to the small businesses on the side streets, and I just wanted to basically memorialize them and, and, and the website and to say thank you to them, to celebrate and honor them, and to pay tribute to them whether they have survived COVID or they haven't. Um, I did not take any out that have closed. Very sadly, two business owners passed away. Um, that was really devastating news to me. But so this is something that means so much to me. As I called every single business to tell them that the book was coming out, to read to them what we had written, to make sure all our facts information was correct, I could feel their smiles on the phone. And they were mm -hmm. giddy. They were just so excited. And I just, that's why I rushed to put the book out. I self-published it, printed it so that we could bring some joy to these small business owners yeah. at a time when they're just suffering so much. And who knows in the next few weeks or in the next few months how many more will close. But for yeah. now, a lot of them, there are 175 businesses in the book. And uh, the ones that have closed, we have a little symbol and it says Lost Gem. But there's only a few, not, not many at all. So that, that's good. good news right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is good news. So I was wondering if you could speak to what sets the book apart from the website or the podcast or the social media and, you know, any of the many other things that you do through Manhattan Sideways. And also, how is it going to bolster the other pieces of Manhattan Sideways? The book is meant for people to be able to get comfortable on a couch or in bed and sit and read and flip through it and open to any page and be intrigued by the story or flip to the next one that does excite them. I also always thought, well, they would be commuting to work. They'd be on the subway, uh, you know, whatever, a train flying someplace. Right. Which, wow, of course, is a crazy that? image right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the book is eight and a half by eight and a half, which is a really comfy size. And it's a, a nice paperback with French flaps, which means it has the same like a jacket of a hardcover book. So it has that really luscious feeling to it, but yet it's not heavy and cumbersome. Yeah. I didn't want it to be a coffee table. I wanted it to be accessible to all age groups. I wanted the 20 and 30-somethings to want to own it as much as people in their 50s, 60s, 70s to want to settle down and look through it. So I feel like we've accomplished that. What to you was the most enjoyable part of working on the book? The joy of sharing it with the business owners. And I cannot wait to personally hand deliver them to all 175 people to stop in and say, here I am, look what I have for you. So that, that will be really fun. Um, as far as working on the book, I collaborated with Gabrielle Sanchez, who helped with every single word of this book. She 
was incredibly dedicated and we had a lot of fun together. And every Sunday starting in March, we would have a meeting on the phone and speak for two hours um, working on it together. She worked from Manhattan Sideways with me in 2016 and the summer of 2017 while she was a student at Brown University and then spent a year at Oxford, came back, graduated from Brown and moved to New York. She is originally from Dominican Republic and she just was always passionate about Manhattan Sideways as you are, Ellie. And she wanted to be a part of the project and she always wanted to work in publishing so she thought this was such a wonderful opportunity yeah. for her and it to is. learn <laughs> yeah the process yeah. gosh we both learned so much especially when we decided to go at it ourselves and not to bring a publishing house into it so mm-hmm. we had to learn every single aspect and then the best part after that was that Gabby has this lovely, lovely boyfriend, Christian, and he is a graphic designer, and we decided to work with him. So the three of us wow, made this book, created this book from start to finish. It's 288 pages and counting, and we did it all together. So I could not have done it without them. Yes. Yeah. And I also, I, I do want to say, I guess a special thank you to so many people you included as well, Ellie, um, who did walk the side streets both on your own and with me, re-walked them each summer when people were interning with me. And I always said, whatever places you discover that I haven't written about, please feel free to set up interviews and to hear their stories and to write them. And a lot of what's in this book is in part from what other people shared with me and was on the Manhattan Sideways website. Yeah. You know, I had, I mean, you know this, and and, um, I think it's obvious because I'm still here and doing the podcast, but I had such an amazing experience getting to work with you and and walk the side streets of New York. It was my absolute dream job. Um, And I am so excited that the book is coming out because, I think it's a really special way to share that experience with other people outside of the website and and the podcast. I think that books have such a special thing about them and, you know, being able to hold the books and have that intimate experience of sitting down and flipping through the pages is in some ways similar to walking down the side streets and flipping from side street to side street and exploring the city. And so I'm, you know, I'm so excited that you have made this happen, that you and Gabby have been able to make this happen as a way to share this experience with other people, because I think it's absolutely magical and unique. And I don't think that anybody else could have done it, especially with the level of care that I know that you put into it. So I'm very, very excited for this book to come out. And just in time for the holidays also will be perfect. The other shout out that is imperative is to the photographers. And I worked with some outstanding, talented young men and women, most of them graduates of RISD, Rhode Island School of Design, because that was where my son went. So I knew it well and it made me feel good to help those students some were undergrad some were graduate but the photography is truly magnificent and you know everybody always comments about the website about how beautiful the photos are 
So thank you to all of them. And it was a joy to spend the time with them. And now I hope they'll be excited to see their photos in print. <laughs> and for one very dear friend, Keith, he is a phenomenal photographer. And he spent a day with us, my husband and myself and his wife, Alicia. And we had such a joyous time together. I, I brought them up to Harlem. And from morning to night, we went into all these iconic places and Keith was taking all these photos and they're in the book. So I'm excited about that too. That's great. Um, I would like to hear from you about how you chose the businesses that are in the book because I know that it was a really difficult task. And I know from walking the side streets that all the businesses are amazing and and, and I know that you feel that way too. So can you speak to how you picked the 175 businesses that are in the book. That was the hardest part. Um, and there, are, there aren't there a ton more, but goodness knows there are many more. I tried not to put the emphasis on the really well-known places. The 21 Club is in here, La Grande Wee is in here um, as far as restaurants go. But I really tried to find places that were never known to people besides those in the neighborhood. And even when I would speak to someone, there's a Chinese laundry in the East 60s. And when I would tell people who lived there that this Jimmy's has been there since 1926, they had no idea. They say, oh, I use that cleaners, but nobody knew their story. Three generations of a Chinese family, the grandfather, the dad, and the son, and it's still going. And I mean, that, that, that's the kind of story that I was always looking for. I also, I guess I, I didn't want too much of the same kind of business, so I had to take some away because it was redundant, mm-hmm. be it a florist or a restaurant. Yeah. So one whole chapter is dedicated to Italian restaurants because there really are just so many. And interestingly enough, the businesses that have stood the test of time longer than any other in a category are the Italian restaurants. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. One of the questions that people ask me a lot is about the layout of the book and how did I decide to do it? Because many people just assume that I would start on First Street and the book would just take you from First to 155th Street. Mm-hmm. But after giving it a lot of thought, I decided that that wasn't necessarily the best way to go, primarily because some streets have an abundance of places and other streets had none. And I never wanted people to feel left out. So that was really important to me. And I also wanted there to be some sort of a consistency that I just couldn't make happen. So it's we just came up with really fun, clever chapter titles. And then a number of places fit into several different categories. So we kind of had to spread the wealth and make the chapters feel balanced. So, so what are those chapter titles that you decided on? I won't go through all of them, but Coming to America is Immigrant Stories, um, Playing Around, Creative Outlets, and Active Pursuits. Obviously, there's one called Once Upon a Time, which was the name of my bookstore, and it's Enchanted Bookshop. I love the chapter music. Well, I love all of them, obviously, but Musical Interlude, Manhattan's music scene, because there's so many fascinating places scattered from the East Village all the way up into Harlem that people don't know about, that they should know about. Family Affair is second, third, and fourth generation businesses. I know people will love Fashion Forward, which is boutiques, vintage, and more. 
There's one on antique shops and galleries. And then there are some surprises, so I shouldn't go any further than that. But there's 15 chapters. You know, I loved just hearing you describe the Chinese laundry in Upper Manhattan. And if there are any other businesses that you would like to highlight in the book to sort of shout out um, and give a little introduction for. I can't say that I have favorite places or places that stand out to me as far as the business itself and, and the warm and lovely people who own them, but it's more about their stories and how they got to where they are today. And that's the part that I focus on and that I think is so fascinating, be it Mizell's Chocolate, which is on West 55th Street across from City Center. And she's in this tiny, tiny place where really three or four people is the max you could have in there. And I think she has the smallest kitchen in New York where she bakes mm. the yummiest cookies. Um, and she's from Poland, and she sells several hundred different kinds of European licorice and then makes all these delicious chocolate treats every day. And she's just so warm and lovely. And if you visit, you never leave without her giving you a piece of candy. I mean, she just gives and gives and gives. Mm -hmm. Stationery and Toy World on West 72nd Street was right across the street from where I lived for five years. And every time my little grandchildren would visit, they always had to go across to this shop. And it just always brought me back to my own childhood and my grandpa taking me to, it was called the Colony Card Shop. And it was the exact kind of store where it just had all kinds of fun things, stationary supplies and, and interesting toys and just basically anything you needed, somehow they would have it for us. True Mart Fabrics is near where I live now, and it's this tiny, tiny little place. And what touched me in this story is when I spoke to the owner, David, he told me it was his grandpa's and that he grew up always spending time with him in this lovely little tiny fabric shop. And when his grandpa passed away, he said, how could I let it close? And it wasn't his plan in life, but he took it over. Mm -hmm. And he has this lovely little shop that FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology, they're their biggest clients because the students are right across the street and they always have projects that they have to make with mm -hmm. fabrics. And then and Broadway was a really big client, but right now that's not in the cards, but hopefully next year. There's a lovely shop. I know, Ellie, you love it, too. We did a podcast with Le Fagnon, a lovely shop in the West Village, all the way west on 4th Street. And they've been here since the 1970s, and the, the people who own it are delightful. But they sell beautiful, beautiful pottery, and it's all from France. And they go every year, and they go into the middle of the countryside, and they have these potters that they meet, and bring their goods back to the U.S., and they're not sold anywhere else. And they feel like they're doing their good deed. Claude Noel said they were like the farmers and selling their produce, and she's helping them. And they're so excited that they're in New York City, and they've yeah. been there for decades now. Yeah, I absolutely love Le Fagnon, and it's, I am so excited to see the pictures in the book because it is such a, a picture-worthy space that really feels like you're just walking into a little cottage in France. So that's going to be amazing. 
Lulu Buttons is another one that always has stood out to me, and it's my mom's favorite story. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but the owner, Raz, is from Iran, and when he told his mom that he was accepted to university in America, she first asked, where is America? She spoke no English. She didn't write, and she took her few little belongings of jewelry and sold them and the next day came to her son and handed him the money and said you go follow your dream and now he's been here also for decades and has this lovely button shop so that's a wonderful story too so it's the stories that resonate and that helped me decide which should go in the book in thinking about the book one thing that I am wondering is how you see the future of Manhattan Sideways. And and for that matter, if you would like to speak a bit about the future of New York City right now, given the pandemic, and sort of think about those in parallel. I don't think any of us can speak intelligently about the future of New York right now or the rest of the country in the world. I think that it's all that we just have to hope and pray. But the book is my small way of saying, please support these businesses. Please visit them, look them up online, call them, say hello. And obviously, please shop there, eat in the restaurants. When the bars open, there's a whole section dedicated to a bunch of the wonderful old-time bars. Go visit them and have a drink. Could you also speak a bit to the future of Manhattan Sideways or how you see that changing or staying the same over the next few years? Sure. Manhattan Sideways, the website, my dream, and I thought it would come true over the summer. Never did I realize or think that this pandemic would keep going for as long as it is and will be. But someday I will rewalk from 1st to 155th, and I will hug the business owners that are there and mourn the ones that are gone. But I'm constantly updating the website. I mean, every day I am reading everything I can get my hands on to learn what's open because places are opening, which is exciting. There are businesses that are brave enough in this world right now to open. So Mm -hmm. celebrating them. And um, we have a section on our website called lost gems under category. You can click on it and we've done lost gems 2020 and it is just astounding to see how many are closing Neither have closed. But yeah, so I I do look forward to someday being back out there. And whenever I am walking around, I'm still always taking notes and seeing what's there and updating the site. Do you have any other big projects on the horizon? I was sad that we had to stop podcasts. So I truly look forward to having the two of us get out there again and hear people's stories because I think there'll be a lot of interesting ones for people to share with listeners about how they survived. And so I I obviously would love to continue podcasts. And there is a Walking Manhattan Sideways Part 2 that needs to be done, and it's a little bit of a twist, a little different, I'm not going to say. (laughs) But um, Gabby and I are, I mean, we've, we've got the table of contents ready to go, let's put it that way. Wow. Oh, that's so exciting. It was a lot of work, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) maybe take a little breather, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. 
process maybe. Um, so while I have you um, in interview format, I also wanted to ask you our very favorite question, uh, which is what is something that you would like for people to know about you or about Manhattan Sideways that you think that they don't already know? Wow. I guess I just want to reemphasize my passion for the small businesses and for for people to understand that they are the fabric of New York City. They are what makes us so wonderful, so great. Why people come from all over the world to our city. And I always say, yes, you come into the city, be it from the tri-state area, from around our country or another country, and you come to see the Metropolitan Museum of Art or the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building, I mean, to go to Broadway, yes, all those things. And I never want to deny anyone those wonderful opportunities. And I love them. I, I go to Lincoln Center, and um, we had tickets, actually, to take my granddaughter to see to the top of the Empire State Building because it was brand new and it was opening in April. And we had tickets oh. and then couldn't go. Right. But what's so important is to get off the avenues and not to just see the tourist spots and to, to feel the city for what it really is, is to meet the people behind these small businesses and to hear their stories and to see the interesting, fascinating goods that they sell. There's a stamp shop on 11th Street, Casey's. He makes rubber stamps. And as I mentioned, Lulu Buttons, he makes all these wonderful buttons. I mean, there's just, oh, another shop that I love, <laughs> crazy, but it's the Red Caboose Hobby Shop on West 45th. It's this tiny, tiny little hole in the wall that you go down into the basement to find it. But it's primarily about electric trains, and it has all the parts and pieces for people who had trains as kids or collect them. And we had electric trains growing up. So, and my brother still has all of them. So it was such a fun find for me. And then they sell all these model kits for cars, planes, trains. Yeah, my six-year-old grandson, we got him his first model, and my husband had the best time putting it together with him. Oh, I bet. So, I mean, they're just those kinds of stores that don't exist anymore. And yeah. without Manhattan Sideways, without this book, people wouldn't know about them. So I just want people to flip through these pages and say, oh, my goodness, I love electric trains, and there's a store for it. Who knew? Who That's knew? Or just bulbs. <laughs> there's a store yeah. that only sells bulbs, light bulbs, in every size, shape, color. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even know about that one. Now I have a new yeah. place to go next time I'm in the city. Or Sutton Clocks, where he learned from his father, and he fixes every kind of clock and watch one could imagine going back hundreds of years. And his, his story is someday somebody will have a clock in a hundred years and it will stay on the back that it was fixed at Sutton clocks in Manhattan, but it could be in Paris now. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess I love stories like that. Oh, wait, I have one more for you, Ellie. I okay. <laughs> okay. Leslie's is a kosher butcher on West 72nd Street that opened in 1949. It's still family run. And to go in there is definitely to take a step back in time. They still have 
house accounts. They have this big book, and people come in and they order and good morning, Mrs. Schwartz. What would you like today? Oh, we have this special. We know you like this. And I literally was in there listening to this, and there's a picture in the book of this woman who's probably 90 years old, you know, making her purchase, and they deliver it to her. And while I was standing there, a young woman came in and said, my family has been in New York City for over 100 years. Wait until I tell my grandma that a place like the one she reminisces about still exists. And grandma's place, so grandma's place, this is a good story, actually. One weekend I was walking with my husband up in Harlem, and we were walking down this beautiful street in the 120s, and it was all residential. And then all of a sudden I see this little sign, and it says, children, books, toys, and being a grandmother of three, I said, I have to see what this is. And we went inside and it was this amazing children's bookstore and toy store. And the woman working there said, oh, Dawn, the owner, she's she's not here. She's next door in her house. You have to go knock on the door. She would love to meet you. And we got to go in and we sat with Dawn in her 100-year-old rocking chair. That was her grandmother's. And Dawn turned 80 this year, and her store is truly a hidden gem. And she was a teacher for 40 years, and her whole life has been dedicated to helping others and to teach children to read and to have them love books. Her entire house is filled with books. And house it is a house that she won in the 1970s in a New York City lottery. And so she's been there all these decades and raised her own daughters and her granddaughters here. So that that's a great story. For listeners who would like to meet Dawn, you can check out our podcast episode with Grandma Dawn, which was one of our first episodes that we ever released. And it is an excellent episode. And Dawn brings a lot of wisdom and a lot of laughs also. So that would be a great one to listen to these days. Well, I'm very excited. I will certainly be sending the book as a gift to a number of people <laughs> this holiday season. Oh. So probably we should tell people how to get the book, uh, where they can order it, where they can find it, all that kind of stuff. Manhattan Sideways is accepting orders for the book now. We have a website, once again, that my children designed for me, gosideways.nyc, gosideways with an S.nyc. And if you click on book, then you can see a few pages of the book and you can place orders there. For any retail businesses that would like to have copies to sell in their stores, museums, etc., please contact me because I will obviously work with you with discounts. Uh, the books are all being delivered to me, which is a little frightening, but <laughs> because I self-publish, a lot of cartons are coming my way, and I will be delighted. I will be shipping them anywhere, free shipping throughout the country, and hand-delivering anywhere in Manhattan. It will be my joy to do that. The book is $27.00 and multiple copies, there's a discount. Wow, that's um, such a steal. I'm so excited to hear the price, especially because I was a part of those early conversations with the publishers when you were thinking about using a publisher. And, man, it was hard to keep that price down. So, I, yes, so this isn't about making money. This is about 
wanting to help small businesses. So every book purchase will make a difference. And the way we came up with $27, it was my parents' lucky number. My mom was born on a 27 and their anniversary was on a 27. And when people who I was speaking with in the industry who were helping me navigate the system and figuring out these kinds of things, it was between 22 and 30. And so I said, well, 27, I've got to do it in honor of my parents. So that's honestly how I came up with the number. I love that. Most people would do all the finances and figure out all the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) One more reason for your mom to be happy. Yes. And Betsy, if folks want to contact you about carrying the book in their shop, museum, et cetera, how can they do that? Email me at Betsy, B-E-T-S-Y, at sideways.nyc. Yeah, and I'll put that in the show notes for this episode, too. So um, if anyone's listening and is looking for that. But I just want to convey to everybody that if they want a book, I will get it to them, (laughs) no matter what. Thank you so much, Betsy. And I'm very excited to put this episode out and to hopefully get to doing some more episodes soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to order a copy of Walking Manhattan Sideways, you can go to gosideways.nyc. That's G-O-S-I-D-E-W-A-Y-S dot N-Y-C. Or if you would like to carry the book at your store, email betsy at sideways.nyc. You can follow us on Instagram at nysideways and find us on Facebook to follow along with the adventures of publishing and to hear more about the small businesses of New York. For now, we hope you go curl up with a good book and we'll see you next time.